0: Feeling ready for Purim. Um, we're doing the Sicha on Purim this week.
1: if Aleph. Al Amor basiyum ha ha'megillah. Regarding what it says at the very end of the Megillah. That the Megillah tells us, Ki Mordechai Hayyudi Ratsui larov echav. That Mordechai was um, beloved by most of his brothers. Okay, So the stress is on the fact that it doesn't say that he was beloved or roundly accepted by or embraced, but it says that uh, he was beloved by most of his brothers, which seems like a very, very pointed kind of comment because here Mordechai just brought the Jews through a very big crisis and you would think that he was roundly accepted as their hero. But somehow the Pasuk uh, signals to us that uh, there was some controversy surrounding him or some people were holding back in terms of their ratifying his approach. Um, So nothing new here. They say that uh, Jewish leadership is not for a good Jewish boy or girl. It's uh, can be very difficult. Um Gemara. So on on this concept, our our rabbis taught us in the Gemara. L'roiv echav, what does it mean? Most of his brethrens. but it doesn't say to all of his all of his brethren. Malami, this teaches us shapir shumi menu miksa Sanhedrin. That a part of the Sanhedrin, a small part, mixus means a little, a small part, uh, kind of distance themselves from him. Shaken, echov him shahayu mechlal ansheknesagdela. That the word his brethren, the, the the particular term that's used in this pasuk brethren, refers to his colleagues in the ansheknesagdela in the uh, great assemblage. Umifarish Rashi and Rashi um comments, as Tamam shall mix us as has Sanhedrin. He he comments on why a small part of the Sanhedrin, a small demographic, would distance themselves from him. and Rashi says, The reason they distance themselves for him, from him is because he um Entered into the leadership arena, and in doing so, he was mevatel tera. He was unable to learn the same amount of tera that he was learning earlier because he was busy with his duties as a leader. And for this reason, uh, a, a small part of the of the um, Sanhedrin of the Anshiknes Sagdela distanced themselves from him. They separated themselves from him. <inaudible> And in a continuum over there, continuing on from this from this point, the Gemara teaches Gadol that learning Torah is greater than saving lives. And the Gemara bolsters that teaching and proves it because the Gemara continues to say kara chashiv basar that initially. Mordechai ranked as the fifth highest um, person in the Sanhedrin, in the Acheknes Akdela. Ole Basayf, but afterwards, meaning after he took on leadership responsibilities for the Jewish people, Basar Chamisha. He ranked sixth because Basar means after. So Basar Chamisha means. After the fifth, which is the sixth. So he went down in ranking from being the fifth to being the sixth greatest person in the Sanhedrin. So the Gemara says, where do we have proof of his initial ranking, which was fifth, and then that he went down to sixth. And so the Gemara brings down a Pasuk from the Navi Ezra. And there we learn that Nimna Mardachai ben Mokam Chamishi, that Mardachai was appointed in the fifth slot of the Sanhedrin, Olav but at the end of it, lo, later in his life or later in his trajectory, the Pasuk ben Nechemia, we learn from a Pasuk in the Navi Nechemia, Nimna Shishi, that he, um, he held the sixth, the sixth appointment, the sixth slot what changed his ranking because he became a Tsar, because he became official in the government. And so that led to his demotion. Um, He went lower in terms of his importance as to how his colleagues saw him, the other Chachamim. Okay, so that's the Gemara. On this pasuk, the Einemuvah, and the Rebbe said it's, it has, says it's not understood. Klal ze that Godal Talmud Torah Yisim Hazalz Ne'fashos. This rule that the Gemara teaches that learning Terah is even greater than saving lives. Hayu Chazal Yechelim Lelamdoi MiPashtus Hakasov B'Migila Gufa Lereiv Echav. If that's what the Gemara wants to teach us, the Gemara could have taught us that we learned from the Pasuk L'Royv Echav, that it says that, <clears throat> that he was beloved by most of his brethren. So on that, the, the, the Gemara could have taught us that learning Torah is greater than saving lives. The Gemara could have said, Melameh Shepir Imenu on Sanhedrin. We learn the word most and not all of his brethren teaches us that a small group within the Sanhedrin kind of separated themselves from him after he became part of the government. The Gemara could have explained, Shari'atam shepirshu, the reason that they separated themselves from him Haya mishum med- was because he, um, he abnegated himself from the amount of Torah study that he was engaged in earlier. And why did he do that? Because he was engaged in saving lives. So if the Gemara could have taught us this, the Gemara sifrei why does the Gemara have to go into telling us how he was demoted in terms of his ranking? He went from being fifth to being the sixth and bring it from a different place. And not only is it a different place, but it's two different Svarim in the Nevi'im. It seems very involved and very unnecessary when the Gemara could have just gone straight for the jugular and said, it says Rave and not it says most of his brothers embraced him, but not all. And we learned from this that it's greater to study Torah than even to engage in saving lives. And for this reason, he suffered this demotion. So the Chavah says, why, why do we need, why does the Gemara have to tell us what the ranking was and how he went down and, and where we prove this from? So yesh Mepharshim, there are mifarshim that Address this question and they explain that if you look at the verb, at the verbiage, the, the terminology in the Megillah, if you look just at the Pasuk and the Megillah, you might take away that from the perspective of the Sanhedrin, learning terror is more important than saving lives. But we don't have proof that heaven agrees with this, that Hashem agrees with this. It might just You might just think that his colleagues, his brethren in the Sanhedrin kind of looked askance at his new activities. They looked down at what he was doing. And so, for this reason, it's necessary for the Gemara to bring down proof from Nehemiah and bring down proof from Ezra. That the Torah itself alludes to this by telling us his difference in the ranking, and it's in a puzzle. It tells us in Ezra what his ranking was prior to his involvement in governmental matters. Then in Nehemia, we learn that he was demoted. So from this, we learn that Hashem agreed that that God will turn, but the Rebbe pushes back at this as an explanation. He says, simply speaking, this, this explanation doesn't really compute. Because those who, who distanced themselves, who separated themselves, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say distance, they separated themselves from him. They were not pedestrian people. They were very, very learned people. They were the members of the Sanhedrin. Bahana And their Whole thing, their their entire life, their whole comportment is all about tyrants all about being adjudicators of Allah. So after you're talking about being Sanhedrin, you still need a proof that this is what Hashem thinks. Here, you trust this group of people. They are the Sanhedrin. They are the final arbiters on all matters of halacha. And as we know, historically, not just for their time, but but until until Mashiach comes. Because after that, I mean, they they, they were the final arbiters. So you still need a proof from other sparim that if they came to a decision that learning Torah is greater than saving lives, you don't trust them. You need to bring proof from Ezra Nachemia. So Rebbe says, uh, this doesn't, it's not computing. Bayes." Rebbe has two more questions. Aleph. Ma'ach Hashagadul gadol Once we accept this axiomatic rule that learning terror is greater than saving lives, im Kane. If so, lama yarad mardichai mishomkach? Why did he only go down in his ranking one point from fifth place to sixth place? If it's so clear that learning Torah is so much greater than saving lives, so they should have booted him out out of the whole Sanhedrin. (laughs) Lichaira haya alaf Shalai is ben seemingly, it would, it would, it would, seem he shouldn't even be counted in the Sanhedrin at all. Shin hoop sak din ta'ira. because the whole Indian of Sanhedrin is to learn ta'ira. Once he busies himself with diplomatic matters, with governmental matters, he should have been booted out. That's it. He should have been dismissed. And me move on from the from the pasuk in the Megillah we understand We understand from from the pshat of the psukim in, in in the Megillah that Mordechai's leadership was actually he was mishnah lamelech he was the viceroy he wasn't just. Busy with governmental matters. He occupied very high position. And he did so for quite a bit of of time. And during this time, he was beloved only to most of his brothers. Why? Because there were those who separated themselves from him. So if this is so, then... Meaning, you can't have it both ways. If what he was doing was correct, according to the Torah, So he should have proven that what he was doing was correct to his colleagues. Because he obviously was not oblivious to the fact that they were distancing themselves from him, that they were separating themselves from him, that there were some people who felt that what he was doing was wrong. But he didn't just do this for like a week or two. This wasn't a transient matter. And also, he didn't just have like, you know, one foot in governmental matters. He was Mishnah Lamelech. He was the viceroy. So why didn't he explain himself and maybe win over his colleagues? The Imlav. And if, in fact, what he was doing was not correct, haya he should have taken himself out of governmental matters. And in that case, if he would have recused himself from his governmental responsibilities, then he would have once again enjoyed the embrace of all of his colleagues. They would have all felt he was doing the right thing. So in other words, was he doing the right thing or was he doing the wrong thing? If he was doing the right thing... Why was he unable to explain this to his colleagues? Why was he unable to win them over so that he would have been beloved by all? If he was not doing the right thing, then why didn't he step down? And then he would have once again been beloved by everyone. Gimel. And will understand this razal hana. We'll understand it by looking more carefully at the specificity of the language that's used here. Ratzu echav. He was beloved to most of his colleagues, meaning the vast majority rallied around him. And the Gemara says, only a small, small part of the Sanhedrin separated themselves from him. I knew this means. Most of the members of Sanhedrin agreed that what Mordechai was doing was correct. came. And if so, move on. It's understood simply. So from the fact that a small portion of the Sanhedrin separated themselves from him we don't have proof that Talmud Torah, that learning Torah, is greater than saving lives. On the contrary, if the opposite is more logical to conclude. If most of the Sanhedrin embraced him, if most of the Sanhedrin were on, let's just say, his side, as it were, so then we would conclude the opposite. That saving lives is more important than learning Torah. Otherwise, why would most of the Sanhedrin be in agreement with him? And this also explains why Mordechai only lost one point in his ranking. Because on the contrary, Rav Chavre is HaGazushal Mordechai. Most of the Sanhedrin agreed that what Marduchai was doing was correct. So once we understand that it says he was Ratzoy L'Royv Echav, most of the Sanhedrin, he was beloved amongst them. He was respected. They rallied around him. He only lost one point in his ranking. So now we have a question on the other side. Aleph. Once we understand that most of the Sanhedrin agreed with what he was doing, so their opinion should have completely neutralized the opinion of the small demographic that didn't agree with him. They were they were mixas, they were a small group, and Raiv and the largest majority agreed with Mordecai. The Imkanin. So if the majority agreed with him, why were they unable to convince the rest of the people,. So why indeed did they separate themselves? Did they put distance between themselves and Mardechai? Why wasn't the majority opinion strong enough to neutralize the minority opinion completely? so that we would never have heard of it. That would never have been a word of the Megillah. There were so many people that loved Mordechai, and yet the Megillah says, Rav Echav. Why is that important to underscore? Base. Once we understand this, then based on this, we, we understand, we find, Sheshnei hanal, behem echad. That the two things that our sages taught in the Gemara in one continuum, that on one hand, Peir Shumi Menu Rak Sanhedrin, that only a small part of the Sanhedrin separated themselves from him. And on the other hand, the Gemara teaches that learning Torah is greater than saving lives. Once we understand this, we see that these two Limudim, these two teachings in the, in the Gemara, they contradict each other. Because on one hand, we're being told that only a small demographic felt that what Mordechai was doing was wrong. <laughs> and then the Gemara teaches us this very seemingly categoric statement that you learn from this, that learning Torah is greater than saving lives. Seems like it's a contradiction. Dalit. The Habir Rebbe says, in order to understand this, we have to preface with yet another thing we need to understand. Another diuk, another specificity in the terminology. That the Gemara says, that a small number of the members of Sanhedrin separated themselves from him all love. But it doesn't say that they differed in opinion with him. And it doesn't say that their spirits were not aligned with him. Or something like that. The But using the words they separate themselves from him. The explanation is It's not telling us that they were in an argument with him. What we're being taught here is that they were not in an argument because they felt that what he was doing was contrary to the Terech Ella, But rather, they distanced themselves from him because they held on to a different modality, a different, a different opinion regarding the Hanhaga, the the um the comportment the 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 um way in which, the members of the Sanhedrin should conduct themselves. Or maybe even their opinion was different in terms of And what Mordechai was doing was not their way. His way was not their way. But even this small demographic that distance themselves from him, they agreed that regarding Mordechai and his life, what he was doing was correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did somebody ask something or say something? <laughs> 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 so understanding the kind of the, the, the thought process will be understood we're going to be able to get some insight into what was going on between Mordechai and his colleagues in the Sanhedrin, the Rebbe says, by recounting a story regarding the Raga Tshavar Gawain, and the explanation of that story. So the Rebbe says, after my father-in-law, the Fedeke Rebbe left Russia and he came to Riga in Latvia. Ziman Shom Shel Rabbonim. He convened a meeting of Rabbonim, Manhigim Basgonim, and also leaders and um, people involved in public affairs. And he did this Letoibas Yehudi, Russia. And he convened this gathering um, to work towards bettering the lives of the Jews in Russia. And amongst those who were invited was the Avor Go'in. And at this convening, it was um, decided to create a committee that would meet uh, from time to time, and they would discuss and they would analyze and conclude what activities would work best to help the Jews who were left in Russia. And they asked the Raga to be part of this committee. They wanted him on the committee. Aval but he refused. The Hizbir and he explained his refusal. that the question of his joining the Vad, the, the committee, Tluya is, is based on a a difference of opinion in the Babli and the Urshalmi. And what is that? In the Gemara, in we learn that the earlier great people, because we know that the word chasidim now is not talking about chasidim as we use that term after the Baal Shem Tov. But chasidim were people who went above and beyond what's necessary. And the Gemara says that they used to spend nine hours a day davening. So we have a question. Im Cain, if they used to spend nine hours a day davening, how is their tire preserved and how is their work done? How did they have enough time to, to learn properly? How did they have enough time for other things that they need to do? And the Gemara answers this question and says, The Gemara says that the reason they were able to da'af in nine hours was because for these Hasidim, they were blessed that their tire was preserved. And their work was blessed. And so they didn't suffer Any lack in the quality of their learning and in their output, because they they were zeichet to this special bracha. In yinze muva gambir shalmi, this same idea, the same concept, is mentioned in the Gemara Yerushalmi, but slightly differently. Instead of like what it says in the Bavli that the reason that the Chassidim were able to daven for nine hours was because their Torah was um, preserved and their work was blessed. Isa, it says in the Chassidim, mm-hmm. because they were Chassidim, So it says it's slightly different. It says because they were Chassidim, They merited a blessing in their Torah and a blessing in their work. So what's the difference between the Babli and the Roshalmi? What is the difference between saying their Torah was preserved to saying there was a blessing that that somehow informed their Torah? So, move on who? The, The understanding of this is as follows. Mishtameres, when you use the term mishtameres, it's preserved. Haira'asay rak she'ein tamudam mishtakach. What it means is that the Torah was not forgotten. Avaloy she'noisav dover chadosh b'tayrasan. But it doesn't mean that something new was added to the Torah. Yoyisam ima she'yichalim lilmad ba'eisiz manmuat she'ein amaiskim b'tefilah. It doesn't mean that there was more added above what could normally and logically and plausibly be learned in the small amount of time that was left to them that they weren't davening. Masha came, but in contradistinction, bracha <Hebrew> but when the Yerushalmi says there was a blessing in their terapirushai, this means lahaven <speaking in> miyat <Hebrew> It means that this the bracha that was put in their teira allowed them to be able to understand and to grasp immediately, and so they didn't have to waste time in trying to figure it out. You know, sometimes you you learn something, and 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 you can't get it, and and you learn it again and again, and it and it takes a lot of time. So so the Rebbe is explaining. That when Yerushalmi says the bracha nisenes, it means exactly that. That there was a bracha that allowed them to learn with such clarity and with such alacrity that they were able to learn a lot more than you would think you could learn in the small amount of time left over for them after they finished the It's not just that they didn't forget because they, were, they didn't have enough time to review, but it's that they actually managed to learn additional amounts because their understanding and their knowledge was deepened and elongated because of this bracha. In the small amount of time that they had allotted, matslichim the small amount they were successful in understanding and grasping the Torah immediately. Where naturally and normally it would have taken a lot more time. And the concluded his concluded uh, his refusal to join the committee by saying, that al yedei histatfusoy bivad, vhechroch yitzarech levatal mizmano b'leimen ha'teirah. If he's going to join the vat, if he if he's going to, um, um he's going to histatfus. If he's going, if he's going, um somebody help me with the word. Participate. Sorry. Participate. Thank you. Yes, if he's going to participate in the committee, then then pre-force, he will have to be mivatal time from learning ter. There's no other way. The Imkain, and if so, If you go according to the Yerushalmi, then he won't be missing anything in his knowledge of Torah but the Raghatshav explained but the goes according to the Bavli that the Torah of the Hasidim was just preserved but not blessed so since the goes according to the Bavli it means that it will just mean that he'll have this, this khus that whatever Terry he has will be preserved. But that means that he will end up with a deficit in terms of learning additional taira. And he said he was unable to give up learning terror He says he can't be mavata on this. He, 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 he's not willing to, to give up on the, the Talmud Torah that he would be able to garner if he wasn't participating in this important committee so the rabbi brings down this story to explain this inion of l'roiv echav was he doing something wrong was he doing something right we might say so now we're going to circle back and before we circle back to to understanding what was going on with Mordechai and his colleagues, we have to understand where are these colleagues coming from in their headspace In other words, what's what's their where do they stand? on this argument between the Bavli and the Urshami. Oh, so we did that. We know famously that the Talmud Bavli is filled with arguments and back and forth. And like the Gemara says that it uses the terms from, from Tanakh that in darkness i was returned and the gemara says that these words refer to Talmudah shel bavel that this describes the scholarship of bavel halimutu because the way that they learned in bavel was al derach was like adam hamemashesh bechashecha it's like a person who's in the darkness and is feeling around like, uh, I don't know, this has happened to me many, many times on a Shabbos where I need something from, uh, that I should have taken out from a dark room before Shabbos because I don't know, maybe my office, I don't have my light open in my office over Shabbos. But then I realize I want a paper, I want a safer, I want something. So I have to start feeling around in the dark. And anybody who's felt around in the dark, and I have reason to believe we all probably know what that feels like. <speaking in Hebrew> It necessitates a lot of searching and a lot of effort because, because you don't have the light. So relating this to the, the modality of learning above El, there was lahakshayis kushyeis. There was asking of a lot of questions. O lalavey and to cl- And this was in order to clarify the teachings. There was a lot of feeling around in the dark. A lot of questions, a lot of back and forth, a lot of push pull, a lot of argument. In order to arrive at the understanding and to arrive at the true decision. But the learning that took place in Israel and specifically in Yerushalayim was in a much more straightforward way. Like you're looking around in a room that's lit up. Right away, they found the right way of analyzing the right theory and the right way to understand it. And they found the explanation. Like a person who's looking for a certain book in a, in a room that's illuminated. You look at the spine, you see the title, you take it and you're finished. The Nimtz al so we find, it would seem, it would seem that according to the Bavli, through the Hasidim Harishinim, only being able to learn for a short amount of time, they would only achieve that their Torah is preserved that they shouldn't forget what they're learning. But not that it would be, like the Yishami says, that a bracha enters into their Torah, that they understand and they are able to grasp it immediately. Because it doesn't jibe with how people learned in Bav but according to the way that Tyre was learned in the time when the Gemara Yerushalmi was being put together which was about 150 years before Bavel, the Yerushalmi was concluded but it makes sense it it fits that there would also be a bracha in their tire <laughs> That they that they succeeded in understanding and in grasping immediately, and they didn't have to waste time. <laughs> and this is in consonant with the way that the that they learned in the time when they were when they were the the limudim of tamadir shami it was Baif and yashar it was straight that right away you hit upon the truth of the concept without a lot of grasping around in the dark blindly
2: can i ask a question
1: sure always is this
2: implying that you can only imagine to have a bracha in, in the way that you do something, because I would have guessed if you asked me, like, what would the bracha, the Bavli, what would the Bavli see it as? That it has to be that you would have bracha because here, this is what they struggle with so much. And you would think, oh, great, bracha. Like you, you have it in a different, like more revealed, expanded way, but here they're basically saying we're limited. So we can only imagine that even in the best scenario, we would be so limited. Does that, is that, what we're implying, that that it's not possible, that they could have wished for things to be clear the way it should be?
1: I hear your question, Khandi. I think I understand the question. I don't know that I have a definitive answer, but here's what, just based on on and what I understand from the Sikha and, and nothing else, I don't think the Rebbe is saying that they were limited in what they could have asked for. I think the Rebbe is saying that, the way the, the Gemara Bavli understands the bracha that the Hasidim Harishayim ha, ha, got was that their bracha, the, that their Torah was preserved, that it was mishtameris. In other words, I don't think the Rebbe is going into what they could have asked for or should have asked for, or if they were limited or not limited, but rather he's saying that how the, how the Gemara describes the bracha that they got is in line, syncs up
0: with how they learned.
2: It almost seems like you know when in the you know experiment where the flies can't get out of the jar, they think they can never get out, and then when you lift off the cover, they still can't get out.
1: Right, and I and I understand, I understand what you're saying. I just don't know if 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 that's what the Rebbe is implying. I don't know. Maybe. I, I I don't see it clearly that he's implying that they were limited by their own experiences. So that's why they didn't ask for something more or they didn't comment that you could hope for something more. Thank you. But, but, but it could be, it could be he's saying what you're saying. I just, I'm not, I mean, I would have to learn it maybe another few times to to see, because maybe he is
0: saying what you're saying. I, I just, I'm not sure.
1: So now we're finally the position to circle back and understand what was going on with Mardichai and his colleagues. So based on everything the Rebbe has explained, we might say, the Rebbe says, we might say, right? Or the Rebbe is always very humbly saying, maybe we could say, shitas sanhedrin, that the difference between Mordechai's behavior that was embraced and, and cherished by most of the Sanhedrin and the, the opinion of the, the small part of the Sanhedrin that did not agree with Mordechai, it aligns with, and depends on, it's connected to this difference of opinion between the Babi and the Roshami. Because after all, the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin, they were people that alighted to the station of being part of the Sanhedrin, because they had previously served on the Sanhedrin, they served on small accords. And where was the Sanhedrin? both the, 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 the Supreme Court and even the smaller ones, it was in Yerushalayim. And if it was in Yerushalayim, it was at least in Israel. And so it's plausible to say that the way that they learned, the way that they studied, at least the majority, was in the way of the Yerushalmi. And especially in the time of the Mishnah and the time of the great Sanhedrin. Aval, However, but even at that time, there were some Tanoim that were part of the Sanhedrin who had their roots in Bavel. As we find in the subsequent generations, Hillel Alami Bavel. Hillel came from Bavel. Then we have Reb Nassim HaBavli. So Reb Nassim was also from Bavel. And more. And especially because it was already 70 years since the artisans and the gatekeepers were um, exiled from Yerushalayim. Im and they were exiled with the exile of Yechania to Bavel. And the Cherish and the Moskir, even though literally it means the artisan and the gatekeepers, but the Mefarshim explained this means the great, great teachers. So who is an Ajak Nesak Goyla? Ajak Nesak Goyla. So the Ajak was comprised of people who came back from the gallows asher heglanu buchanether melakh bavel bavel they had been exiled to babble via shuveli vshalai byehuda and they were returned bishana achas the kersh in the first year of kersh vhayu bavel nun bishana but they had been in babble for 52 years avo bahem gam min achas ramash kshai byehaysim bishlai kvar hayu bma zu but efen halimcha lahem but among them were were these great teachers that when they were in Yerushalayim, they were, they were already in this high level of learning. So that's why Mardichai and most of the Sanhedrin believed that it was necessary that he should put himself in a position to be chosen to become a viceroy in order to save Jewish lives, the im taimar. And if you're going to say im ke yuchalach li or limud vahira. and if you're going to say that once he involved himself in governmental affairs to the extent that he became a viceroy, he should he should have to leave the ansheknes adayla. He should have to leave the Sanhedrin because they're all about learning Torah and teaching Torah. But the reason he stayed in was because because according to the Yerushalmi, according to where Mordechai was coming from and most of the Sanhedrin, it was with the idea, as 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 stated in the Yerushalmi, that the Torah had a bracha that in the small amount of time left to learn Torah. They'd be able to learn with such clarity and such alacrity, they wouldn't lose anything. To understand and to grasp immediately. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I skipped a line. And therefore, he'll, Mardichai will have success. It won't only be like the Babli teaches that your Torah is preserved. But he'll have the bracha from the Yerushalmi that he'll understand and he'll grasp immediately. He will have the bracha rain upon him that he should rise in his studies a lot more than would be normally possible in that small time that was allotted for studying Torah. But among the Sanhedrin that were in the main, on the wavelength of the bavli. but there was a small demographic that they're learning, and it's not just learning, their mindset, okay, their world outlook was more aligned with Bavli. So for them, if somebody from the Sanhedrin were to take off time to get involved in things that are not learning of Torah, the most they could hope or believe could happen was that they would not forget the terror that they knew. The terror, their level of terror, would be preserved. They believed that by devoting themselves to communal affairs, inclusive of saving lives, they would lose the necessary edge, the, the additional learning that is necessary for members of Sanhedrin. I think I saw a comment. I'm going to open. Um, shouldn't saving lives be seen differently than Davni? How can we apply the halacha regarding Davni to saving lives? Okay, so excellent, Reb is going The Rebbe um, is going to speak to that, I believe, shortly. But I think that one thing that Tahab is going to say even before he says that is they're not saying that there shouldn't be other people that engage in saving lives. They're saying for a member of Sanhedrin, their focus has to remain crystal
0: clear. And it can't be,
1: it can't become kind of um, weakened, even by other very important things. Because the Sanhedrin has to be the Sanhedrin. Um, so that's the and therefore, Per Shumi Menu mix the Sanhedrin. So now we can understand both words that the Rebbe brought to our attention that the Gemara says they separated. It doesn't say that they went against him, that they disagreed, they separated. And it doesn't say the rest of the Sanhedrin. It says a small portion of the Sanhedrin. Because they were not equipped to do the avodah that Mordechai and the vast majority of the Sanhedrin could do. Which would mean to involve himself in the necessary saving of lives, which meant governmental affairs, and also not lose out in the high level of terror that's necessary to a Chaveh or in the Sanhedrin. But they couldn't do it. So they separated and they went in their derech. They went in their path. They went according to their world outlook and possibly to their capability.
0: Zayin. Now the Rebbe
1: says, Hagam, the Rebbe explains I think, honey, what, um, what what is their reckoning? And I think we'll will kind of speak to your concern. Although it's true that the Yerushalmi teaches that the Hasidim Rishonim had a special bracha that saturated their learning at Torah. And so, in alignment with what the Yerushalmi teaches. Mordechai was to this bracha in his Torah and to an addition in his Torah knowledge. But still, the Rebbe says, But at the same time, we're told that his ranking went down. His importance went down a bit. Because he abnegated in the learning of Torah and he went into leadership. He went into governmental affairs. So that explains because there is something very special, there's a superlative quality in the learning of Torah, which is to the exclusion of all else. Tayrasam umnasam means that their learning of Torah is their craft. This is what they do for a living. The Rebbe says there's something very, very special about this. <speaking in Hebrew> Not to let go of learning for any reason. <speaking in Hebrew> even when, even when practically no Torah knowledge will be missing because of a special bracha. But still, for people who umnasam, for those people who their Torah is learning Torah is their is their vocation. It's their it's their work. It's the only thing they do. It's their life. There's something about that. Vizu kavanas chazal gadol talmud and this is what Chazal is teaching us: that for those specific people, learning Torah is greater than saving lives. Sheyeshna gadlus behis muchletes There is a very specific greatness in absolute devotion to limer absolute devotion to the exclusion of all else. And because when Mordechai did what he did and he got involved in governmental affairs in order to save lives, so this greatness was lessened. And so vis-a-vis these his greatness went down a notch. Instead of being the fifth-ranking member of the Sanhedrin, he became the sixth-ranking member. And nevertheless, in other words, surely Mardachai understood this. He understood the ramifications of his choice. And nevertheless, Savar Mardachai concluded, he believed, and so did most of the Sanhedrin, that he must become the viceroy. Although this meant that he would be missing the greatness of limer Hattera to the exclusion of all else. Because it's all worthwhile to save lives to be looking out for the the positive developments for his nation and to be a positive spokesperson for all of his
0: seed. And so Mordechai came to the
1: conclusion, as well as the vast majority of the Sanhedrin, that this is what he must do. Irrespective of the fact that he personally will suffer a demotion in his greatness, but the says it's still not completely computing. It's true that because of the special bracha as outlined in Gemara Yerushalmi, Mordechai wasn't. In the final analysis, missing any additional tire study. And it's true that there is something about saving lives that that is more important even than his going down a rank. That saving lives is more important than his being in that category, in that cohort of people, who terror is their whole life. Umikomak, but still and awe. Even after we understand that he had a special bracha, and practically speaking, he wasn't less steeped in terror knowledge. And after we understand that they made a, a calculation, and Mordechai and Moses and Hedron came to the conclusion that, that it was more important to save lives. But after all of this, the Rebbe says, Ech Nisha Sanhedrin. But still, in all, how did he remain a member of the Sanhedrin? seemingly, call in Yanam Hurak Liman Seemingly, the Sanhedrin is devoted exclusively to learning Torah and teaching Torah. So once he becomes the viceroy, once he becomes so enmeshed in in diplomatic overtures, how does he remain part of the Sanhedrin? Besignan acher, or to say this differently, Ehi tahin, how is it possible? She amut alchyub ala Sanhedrin Gufa, Shekolin Yanam Hutaira Kanal, Levater al Malas Terosim Nasim Literhasal the Good, it's true that everybody would say that saving lives is more important. But how can you force that upon the Sanhedrin? Why would it be achir? Why would it be an obligation of Mardukai? In other words, we understand it's very, very important. But but let other people do it. The Sanhedrin is the Sanhedrin. And they should have laser focus on study of Torah and teaching Torah. And that's it. The Rebbe explains that the explanation is as follows. The Medrash explains that the, Sanhedrin, the, 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 the great Sanhedrin used to go and they used to take like um, belts made up of iron put them around their loins, and they used to lift their clothing, their garments up above their knees. They did this in order to travel. In other words, scholars that are staying in one place do not need to arrange their garments in such a way that they will not be soiled and dirtied by the mud and the water that they have to traverse. Remember, this was before vehicular travel, right? So, at most, they're they're traveling on animals, and yet the 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 medrash tells us that the members of the great Sanhedrin would hoist their clothing, like like people that were involved in trade or or other other vocations, and they did this in order to travel to the various cities and teach B'nei Yisrael Teirah. And we know that the the halacha is, and we know that Sanhedrin that is exiled from their particular, um, let's just say, chambers, which was called the Lishkas Hagazis. and this was a chamber in the temple compound in the base Hamikdash. So, people that are part of the Sanhedrin or the Sanhedrin entire, if it's exiled from that specially appointed space, then they lose their ability to adjudicate on capital on capital cases. So that means Benimtzah Shalidei that means that these members of the Sanhedrin that were sent to teach Tyra or they went and they taught Tyra to all the Jews. It meant that they experienced a demotion, a lessening, an amelioration in their strength as a Sanhedrin., and nevertheless, they understood that it was their obligation to travel to all the cities where Jews lived to teach Torah. Harry, move on, So the rabbi says, What do we understand from this? So the rabbi says, Now we understand the true tafkid, the true. Um, um, job of the Sanhedrin differently. Once we understand what this measures is explaining to us, we understand that the main job is not necessarily to learn as much as it is to teach. And to teach the Rabin, that means the populace, not just like the upper crust, not just like the elite, but to travel to the cities and to teach the Rabin and the says in parentheses, and through this to save the Rabin. And for this purpose, sanhedrin. And they did this, even though it meant that they would lose their strength and their stature as a sanhedrin. But they did this They did this for the rabbin. They did this to be to be the rabbin to to give the populace to give bnei yisroel what they needed. And the Rebbe says, and it's exactly this explanation. It's exactly this idea that clarifies what was going on at the time of Mordechai. And then the Rebbe is, of course, going to tell us what we need to do about this. Although through Mordechai becoming the viceroy, this Necessitated this, caused a demotion. It caused for him to be lower ranking as a member of the Sanhedrin. He went from being ranked fifth highest to being sixth highest. Because he was missing this superlative quality of being a person that is engaged in the study of Torah to the exclusion of all else he nevertheless it was kedai. it was worthy it was the correct thing for him to um i don't want to use the word suffer the demotion but for him to be demoted and not just because he made a cost benefit analysis that that's what the jews need for me now more but the son. but it's but as a member of the sanhedrin he did the right thing in other words, this is an important point. It's not just that, okay, Mordechai is a very gifted person. He's a great scholar and he could choose to enmesh himself exclusively in the study, but he's also very well connected and he's a great diplomat and only he can achieve this high ranking of viceroy and he has to make a choice. But the Rebbe is saying no. Once we understand what the Medrash just told us, we understand that as a Chaber HaSanhedrin itself, as a member of the Sanhedrin itself, it was incumbent upon him, like the members of Sanhedrin that used to hoist their garments because of necessity and travel, they would they would be dirtied if they didn't do that, in order to go out to the communities and teach the Jews. Me achashadava who lit sir tevus harabin. Alder Shin is barli il bitanedabelio. Because this is what the Sanhedrin had to do, because this was Latavis harabim, This was for the good of the people, just like the Medresh explains to us. And now the Rabbit says, and see if Tes Hanagasa shall cake my chami admah so liczoil minasman shall haya be a call to la asak believantai la atzmay, bavaris sham la atzmai. My father-in-law, the Rabbi says, used to, quote, unquote, steal time from the time that he could have been studying Torah. He could have been studying Torah for himself, could have been engaging in his own avedis Hashem, and he stole time from that in order to work during those hours in communal affairs and save lives. And of course, it makes you think about how how much time the Rebbe stole from his time to stand and and give dollars to the populace and, 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 and all the other things.
3: Way, so. I yeah, think it's a story true. from the Friedrich Rebbe. I'm not sure which but I think where a chassid comes, everyone wants him to get involved in Sarfait Zibur in communal work, and he cries because it's taking him away from his study. And the Friedrich Rebbe cried with him. He said, but, what, but we, it needs to get done. What should we do? It needs to get done. So it just came to mind while you're saying
1: this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Esther. And the Rebbe says, and this was an important demand that he made from, from a great group of his Talmidim and those who were connected to him. That they too should comport themselves in this way. And he also enacted that even the Talmidim in Yeshiva, where you might say, okay, when people get older and they've already accomplished a lot in their learning Torah and they already have a very solid basis for their avodas Hashem, that then you could see why they would have to steal from that time to help the Jewish people. But the Fritzik Rebbe actually set it up that even the Talmudim should take a certain amount of time, not from the Seder of learning, but between the Seder of learning, they should take that time to spread Torah, Chutzah out into the, into the larger thoroughfare. So think the Lubavitch model of the children going on time on Friday afternoon. So no yeshiva has said Friday afternoon, but kids can be doing other things. But they're going on their routes. <laughs> And many, many times, this kind of involvement, the way it shakes out is that a very large amount of time is not dedicated to actually teaching, but it's dedicated to all the needs that people need. So, you know, like a lot of times we could get upset when we look at like, what percentage of the time am I actually Teaching, or having a conversation with this person about Torah mitzvahs, and how much time am I preparing for for whatever venue, whatever whatever um, framework it'll be where I'm going to meet this person? And you might say, like, look at this; it's like just a tiny fraction of time because there are all these other needs that Jews have. You have to engage in overtures for accepting talmidim welcoming them and then you know getting their 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 learning in order then you have to do fundraising and you have to gather the necessary funds this all sounds very familiar right it's, it's not like most of our time we feel like oh wow we're, we're actually in gan Eden because we're, we're we're teaching or we're you know, we're having this deeply spiritual experience or conversation. And still, this means that the Friedrich Rebbe understood that even those, amongst those who were connected to him, they were his mikusharim, and they were on a level where it was more aligned with the Bavli, that the most they could hope for is that when, when they were engaged in these communal affairs and they weren't learning, the most they could hope for was that their learning would be preserved. <inaudible> they too have to take of their time and set it aside for the good of, of the rabbim, of of the many. Even if they'll be missing in their own learning of Torah and in their own Havadis Hashem. Because the, the ragat Shavar's lifestyle, the way he comport himself, He rak avor yechidei skula b'chol dor sheheim b'fkinas Nasam. This is just for a select few. In every generation, there are just a few about whom you could say, umnasam, that their learning of taira is their vocation. It is the only thing they do with their life. And that their inin is like it was by a small portion of the Sanhedrin that they actually... Are 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 constantly generating additional knowledge of Torah because that's all they devote themselves to. But for the vast majority, even B'nai Torah, even people who are studying all the time, who kipsak hadin, that is according to the psak shebizman a that today we don't have Talmidei Chachamim that fall into this category, about which it says Teyrasam Umnasam. The Imkain, and if so, Harihedvarim Kalbechemer. So how much more so? If for other things they take away from learning Taira. How much more so they should chisel away at their time of learning Torah for saving lives and for doing things that the community needs. In other words, today we don't really have people who are studying in such unremitting fashion that you could say that this is their entire life. The is that we don't have. So if people are taking time off from learning for other things, how much more so they have to take off our saving lives. And we should mention that regarding the Fritz himself, how, how, we, we don't know his greatness, his stature. And it's known the Balshemtov taught on the pasuk, arise and shine, because your your light and your radiance and 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 the 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 glory of Hashem presides uh, over you. So the Balshemtov taught, atem nesia Yisrael. This is talking about the leaders of the Jews. shelachem harabim that, so, I'm sorry, I should say like this. Atem Nisiye Yisrael, V'al Tov taught that this Pasuk is talking to you, the leaders of Israel, that you leave aside your own Torah and your own Avodah, harabim, for the good of the people, ma yehe so what will be upon you, kumi ba'ar that this Pasuk is telling you rise and shine in the light from from the light of your individuated work to the to the to the um communal work and then the true light of Hashem will shine upon you meaning <in Hebrew> that the leaders amongst Israel <speaking in Hebrew> that they have a special blessing They will not be missing in their turn, in their Voidah. On the contrary. That not only will they be missing, but the light and a a spectacular light of Hashem and cover of Hashem will preside upon you. And this is so much more than what the yoshami teaches that that a bracha will will be within their within their talmud within their learning of Torah. Yud, the last se'if. The Rebbe says, And this is the lesson for us. For uh, the way he conducted himself to how we have to conduct ourselves, practically speaking. And like the well-known Torah of the Maimer, Dov, on the Mishnah, that says, So the Mishnah teaches that if you read the Megillah not in the order that it has to be read, you have not fulfilled your obligation. But the Balshem Dov taught, Misha, Megillah, anyone who reads the Megillah and thinks that what the Megillah is talking about is something that happened in the past, like out of order, not, not now, the and that it doesn't have relevance and connection to the present, if that's how you learned, if that's how you read the, the Megillah, you, you didn't fulfill your obligation what's demanded of us is is aligned with a little bit a tiny at least a little drop of how Mordechai comport himself. We have to become viceroy. In other words, we have to use opportunities to be as influential as we can be in order to be looking out for the best interests and the best result for for our nation and for all of our seed, for all of, for all people even if it means that not everybody will agree, we will lose the popularity contest. We will go down in ranking, perhaps. People will look at us and say, what's up with you Lubavitchers, you know, running to prisons and, and old age homes and who knows where to read the Megillah for this one and that one and then what kind of Suda are you going to have for your family or how much time are you going to have to be doing what you should be doing on, on Purim? And although for many, there will be a Yerida. This will mean that there'll be some uh, demotion spiritually. <speaking in Hebrew> because they're going to have to give up on, on being as perfect as they would be in their own Avaita. <speaking in Hebrew> It's necessary and it's kiddai. It's the proper thing, in order for there to be for the good of of, of the many. I don't think the rebbe is here are saying chalila that we can give up on on what we have to do halachically or even give up a minhagim. But the rebbe is saying that it's it. You know, if you didn't have to worry about other people, you could enjoy a different level of Torah and avoda. But he says, it's Kedai. That that was a decision that Mordechai made. And, and the Rebbe says, and we actually find this exact trajectory in every person's life, their own personal life. Why? Because nishmasa yeredes. Because the beginning of life is that the Nishama has to go down. It goes down meigra Rama, it goes down from this very, very, very elevated summit, Libira Amikta, to a very, very low abyss. And why does the neshama come down?. It comes down to be a Mishnah It comes down to be a viceroy over the body. to reign over our nefesh Bahamas and to reign over our um, part in this world. Every neshama has its part in the world that it has to elevate. So the neshama gets demoted, as it were, from its spiritual height to come down to this lowly place in order to reign over the Nefesh Bahamas and our place in this world and to conquer this part of the world, to make it a dear to make it a, a a dwelling place for Hashem. And afterwards, when a man marries a woman, there is there's an addition to this. Like the Megillah says, each man reigning in his home. And like the Chazal teacher, who is the um, woman of valor, the valorous woman, the one who does what her husband desires. Uh, I I can't help but, (laughs) but just insert that in other places, the Chabot taught the same... Maimar Chazal and taught Ishak Isha Keshera, who is the valorous woman, She makes Ritzain Baila. She makes the desire of her husband. She creates the desire of her husband, but that's not for now. The Gam Yesh Yeshba And in this governmental position, as it were, in this leadership position, there is a spiritual demotion. That when you marry your wife, you go down in level. Because ideally, ideally, there's a spiritual demotion because now you're going to have to give up on some of your davening and learning and all the spiritual things that you were involved in as a bachar because now, you know, marriage necessitates you being involved in other things. But the Rebbe says, but this is the whole life of the Yid. And the Rebbe says, and this explains why we find that there is a superlative quality about those who are who, who involve themselves for the good of the community, that there's a distinct advantage even over those who learn tired to the exclusion of all else. Those who learn to the exclusion of all else have to stop learning when it comes time. To fulfill the myths of Kriyashma. But those who are engaged in doing something for the good of the community, then halachically, you don't stop even to fulfill the myths of Kriyashma. Because although engaging, in communal affairs, in good faith for the right reason, causes a deficit in a person's level of terrorist study. And it could cause a lack of completion in their spiritual stature. <speaking in Hebrew> so much so that Chazal taught, <speaking in> HaTel <Hebrew> If you put, if you if you throw upon them the needs of the community, they'll be finished, meaning their personal lives will be finished. And still, mokem is still in all Davka Baal by Ilui But it's precisely through this and because of this, that you gain the superlative and awesome um, uh, advantage. Of doing for the community. The imbahat salas hagufim di israel and the dresses and Mardechai. And if to save, physically save people, it's necessary to do what Mordechai did. Allah has kama vikamah, shakenu k shemidur, bat salas israel. How much more so this is true about saving the soul, saving Jews spiritually? Sheyesh levater Al Hashlemus, haprotis protis, hatzolos shame, nefashai. That there are times where, yes, we will have to give up on our personal perfection in order to save souls. In order to look out for the peace and the good of all of our seed, all of our children. Until all of B'nai Yisrael do tshuva umiyad Haim, Nigolin, and immediately we are redeemed, and it should be the car of mamish. It should be very soon, immediately mamish, practically very, very
0: soon now.
1: Yes, I was to what length we're explaining Mordecai is giving up a little something for the benefit of the cloud. Well, it seems it's more than a little something. How much more so can we appreciate Esther's Messias Nefesh? Yes, absolutely. Sorry, somebody wanted to say something.
4: I was saying, hi, Rufki, how are you? Hi, everybody. I was just saying that, I mean, the Shluchim. shlochem the Shluchim. I mean, I know many Shluchim that would be, I can't say but they would be great, great, amazing talmidah chachamim. They weren't busy fundraising, you know? That what 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 are they busy with? And you know, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I had I, yesterday. My husband was saying he's going to to make a olive oil factory, an olive oil place, making a kosher with Pesach for the few people that won't eat the okay olive oil we have here. I'm like, I I I I I, I it was very hard for me. <laughs> I'm Like. Listen,
1: but but the, rebbe, but the rebbe says that that even though there'll be his askos and so many other things, including fundraising, the rebbe, rebbe said, you know, I just realized I, I I forgot at the beginning of class. I'm sorry. I just want to say that it should be laskos Yitzchak for a four I I'm sorry, I forgot that. And it's it's look. Is a, this is an old question. It seems that the fundraising is a very important part of the shlichus. The Rebbe wanted to be mazaka, all these yidden in in the aveda
4: No, but I'm saying even that. I gave an example of yeah, this yeah, yeah. Al- to al- make you know, like I'm saying, like the olive al- oil, like
1: avish there, you know. It's all part, all part of the aveda that has to be done. Riff no, key. so when you and when you spoke about yichidis and different things. No, I mean, you're I right
4: people that would have been like like unbelievable in in the world of Taira if they you know if if we were Zayche to have a Rebbe who cared lechol zarei obviously so i'm just saying it's yeah. like they're they're not Mordechai and we're not Sanhedrin and we're not you of know, but it's 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 um there's no question about it yeah no you're not getting any
1: pushback from me you're right no, not, I, and I read I
4: read this book over Shabbos, by the way, I don't know. I but I bought it, and my husband bought it. So I had two, so I said, must be that I should read it. It's my <laughs> Gulag life. Um, right, and Futter. um it's about um Mendel Futafas, So um and it it's it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing after he was liberated. After he was liberated, what did he do? it's like unbelievable. And that made me think about what you're saying now. Like, you know, you would think he came out of Russia and he a proper you
0: know.
1: Thank you, Rachi. Esther.
0: Um, <clears throat> what I find
3: fascinating here is we're talking about a time that is the beginning of Tarasha Balped being written down.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: There was no there was no Gemara yet. There's no Mishnah yet. It's the beginning of the right. <clears throat> this is the first golos after being a people in Eretz Yisrael, 900 years, and Teresh Balpe was passed on Balpet, And now we're, it is the first golos that you have to now, and they get permission to write Teresh Balpe, which takes generations and generations. But now the learning is absolutely life-saving. Because if they didn't, how would we have Mishnah, Gemara, anything today? Halacha, right? So we're talking about a time that the writing, that the learning was absolutely life-saving till the time of Mashiach, that Yiddishkeit can be kept. Because without Torah Shabalpeh written, where would we be, right? Nevertheless... Even in this, the Rebbe says, Yichidei Skula. It is understood why they said this is crucial, because this is also life-saving. How are we going to survive as a people? Yet yeah, the Rebbe says, so today, when we have the storm and we have the leaders, it is just interesting that even then, it's Mordechai that say, it is crucial, it's Archei Zibur. And yes, there are a few, and maybe you won't qualify, or maybe you're going to go down in status. But nevertheless, we have Purim today. I mean, we have these, Mardachai saved us physically. Not only that, he lifted all the children. They sat and learned. He did this generation of, of leadership and children when he sat to learn with the children. And yet you must have those who say this is Um because this was the future. There was no Tershah al yet. This was the very beginning. So,
1: how much more so today? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> an easy fast to everybody and a frailah and it should already be even a hapachu, everything to from galus to Gaula immediately. Amen. Thank you. Amen. There's another, there's another amen. amen. Thank you. It's interesting to me, Khani uh, writes that the Rebbe says this is every one of our mission. Although with the sun some of them didn't get involved. Yeah, I think the Rebbe is saying that in this dark de Mashiach, it's all in everybody. I don't know, Rifki, because I much.
4: think what Esther, Esther, what you said made me think that this generation now. We need, like, sit this brought down to the masses. And I'm talking about also, like, in, work, in work. I don't know how you say it in English. Like, in know, reach. In, in reach. And probably there are many Svarim written books, not Svarim that, you know, there are podcasts. So we need those people that are giving out these podcasts with this and this and reaching people because I think this is ex- like like that time of writing the Mishnah, you know, and the time of the Baal Shem Tov, okay, T-A-N-D-A-T-E-V-A, the teaching of Chassidus, but I'm saying now Chassidus on our level, somebody's got to get it out to the people in a way that's palpable
1: for them. That's what but I'm roughy, roughy, saying. Roughy, roughy, roughy. That's 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 the work of Mordechai. That's the work. That's what the Rebbe right. is saying. You know, you could be sitting. I understand, in... but I'm
4: saying now, now this generation, now the, the generation of Tashen Pe Gimel, people that are dedicated to disseminating this written or podcast or in a way of social media that could catch people. Yeah, that it's it's it, and even in reach, it's somebody should dedicate to that. <laughs> so, uh, special people that otherwise would be doing otherwise, something else. Anyway, whatever. I, you know, I like to complain, I think. Anyway, happy
1: Purim, everybody. Sorry, you're not complaining, you're right. And I think there are a lot of people that are on <laughs> it already, and we need more. It looks like somebody else wanted to say something. I don't know your full name, BN. No, I just unmuted
4: Ruth Gates Bunya to say thank you. Oh Bunya, hi. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you, you. and you. Easy Fast and Afrela Khappurim.
4: To everybody. Thank you.
1: All right, cult of everybody. Yeah. Have a, a easy
4: fast afrail khampurum. Amen to all of us.